It is Tuesday, November 29th, 2022. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan Rourke, along for the ride as well. Plouffe, it is good to see you. Our first uh, meeting since the Thanksgiving Day holiday, so it's never too late to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you, uh, C. Rose. We actually spoke yesterday. You said you had a great mm-hmm. time. Uh, you and I both did. I love getting together with the family, uh, no matter the occasion. But Thanksgiving is fun because you just eat and drink and watch football. I mean, what more could you ask for? Thanksgiving is kind of one of those holidays that gets overlooked. And people are like, oh, I don't really like Thanksgiving. But when it's here, bro, like, Gosh, your, really? your only job is to wake up, eat, and watch eat. football, and maybe wash some dishes and cook a little bit of food. It's awesome. Yeah, no, 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 this has always been my favorite holiday, in part because it always occasionally would coincide with my father's birthday. So that was always fun time for us. Uh, it's my favorite holiday. I enjoyed it. Loved having both the boys together with Michelle up at her family's place. So I hope everybody out there had a good, happy, healthy Thanksgiving. Hmm. Uh, the st- We start off with the current World Series champion Houston Astros, who are feeling very full after they have added to their first base plate. They have signed former... Well, at least they're very close to signing. It'll happen today. Former Chicago White Sox MVP, Jose Abreu. Uh, the report is three years, right around 60 mil, um, which is not bad. Um, how much head shaking do you do with this one? Say, yeah, it feels like Houston is a step ahead of everybody else out there. Well, we knew their hole was going to be at first base. You know, Yuli is a free agent. He didn't really perform well for them last year. Obviously, they didn't need him to. They still won the damn thing. Uh, But the names that they were attached to, they seem really feasible for the Astros. I mean, Anthony Rizzo there were like, that makes sense. And then Jose Abreu, obviously, on the open market. Well, that makes a lot of sense, too. So they went out and did it. And I think I put out this tweet yesterday. I was like, why are the Astros just so good at this? Like, why did they just go make this move? And then Fayo actually is probably in here. He replied, they just have, they didn't have many holes to fill. So when you don't have many mm-hmm. holes to, to fill, it kind of makes your job easier. And that made a lot of sense to me, but it seems like they're always kind of one step ahead of everyone. And I love this signing for them. Uh, I also put out yesterday that I think Jose Abreu is one of the best pure hitters in baseball. And honestly, like I stand by that. I've seen this guy up close and personal do it. If you watched, you know, him last year at all, he had another great year, 824 OPS, 133 OPS plus. Uh, I mean, this guy is, he's a guy you want up there in big at bats. And guess what's going to happen with the Astros next year? There's going to be big moments, big at bats. They're going to be in the playoffs. They're most likely going to be in the ALCS. And to have this guy, I don't even know where he's going to hit in the lineup, Chris. Sixth. Yeah, probably sixth. And and that's to me, that's the biggest thing is that the Astros won the World Series and they got virtually nothing from Yuli Gurriel during the regular season. The dude hit eight homers. He had a negative war. When you sign Jose Abreu, to me, part of the question is, is it a bigger gain for the Astros or a bigger loss for the White Sox? This guy is always in the lineup. There's only been one season where he didn't play at least 90% of the White Sox games. He was the mark of consistency on a team which was always dealt with inconsistency, whether that's because the players weren't good enough or that players weren't healthy enough or they just couldn't be out there for whatever reason. He was the model of consistency. I get it. His home run numbers were down a bit last year. He only hit, what, 15 or so, but he still had over 40 doubles. Uh, his, I think his walk rate was the highest of his career. And yeah, I mean, here's the thing is that 
some teams would look at Jose Abreu as the three or four hitter. Like I know I, it sounded like my guardians made a three-year offer to him. He would have been put right behind uh, Jose Ramirez here. You hide him in the Astros lineup. So you've already dealt with Altuve and you've dealt with Pena and you've dealt with Bregman and you've dealt with Jordan and you've dealt with Tucker. Oh, here comes a former league MVP. Like that's awesome for them. He's played nine years in the big leagues, Chris. Only two years has he not received MVP votes. And the one yep. year that he didn't receive MVP votes, he still won the silver slugger and was an all-star. So like he's, he's a player and you know, my affinity for Cuban ball players. So they just went and kind of went from one Cuban ball player to a younger version and maybe a little bit better of a hitter. I mean, this is, it's an upgrade. And I think he's defensively like pretty good over there too. Mm-hmm. Certainly solid enough. Uh, speaking of Chicago, it appears to be on the verge of signing Mike Clevenger to a one-year deal right around $8 million bucks. This is pending a physical. In your opinion, is this a smart move by the Southsider or should they have brought back the likes of Johnny Cueto? I mean, like this is a, a brilliant move by them. It's a very low risk move. I believe there'll probably be some incentives in that $8 million deal, whether it's, you know, innings or game started, or maybe there's an, a mutual option on the back end for a year or two. There's going to be some more than just a one year eight. I am assuming. Um, I know fans want to bring back Johnny Cueto because he was so good for them last year, but I think Clev, you know, coming off of TJ last year, Vila was down a little bit, but we know there's been many instances before where guys come back and when they first come back from Tommy John, just don't look like themselves. They're not stretched out. They're not firing on all cylinders. I believe a healthy off season and then coming back into the fold where, you know, honestly, Chris, he's going to be what, the four or five starter? Like pressure's Maybe. off for him. Maybe. What else is he going to be? Well, in part because of the injuries on this rotation. Sure. I mean, listen, Dylan Cease has solidified himself atop, atop the rotation. Lance Lynn, he missed the first few months last year because of the knee. And you could say, well, he's not having, he's not going to, I mean, he's in his 30s. You just never know. Um, something could happen there. Michael Kopech, he's not the model of perfect health. He hasn't been. And by the way, Mike Clevenger hasn't been either. Only one time in his career has he pitched more than 126 innings in a season. So while we both love the idea of the one-year deal, I think that if the White Sox try to get tricky here and maybe deal from their rotation, right? There's talks that, that our buddy Lucas Giolito could be on the move. I mean, if they do that, first of all, they're selling low. He had a terrible year. Lucas will tell you that. Um, But, you know, I mean, to me, there's still a lot of questions about this team. This didn't help answer any. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, the AL Central is up for the taking. I know your Guardians had a really good year last year, but I don't see them as, like, True. this this stalwart right. at the top of the division. So I don't see them I, – I understand when you have five starters like this and some young guys that you can call upon that maybe you'd want to deal from a position of depth, but starting pitching depth is just so important. If you go during the season, they start off poorly, then, yeah, maybe you look to move at the deadline or something like that. But I I believe this team is looking at themselves like, hey, we can win this division or we can make a wild card. Dude, I had this team in the World Series last year. And I know Jose Abreu, I got to be honest with you, makes me – him being gone makes me not like this team as much. I mm -hmm. really, really, really like him in the clubhouse and in the middle of that lineup. But I think there's plenty still there on that roster – and I, I really like this signing. I think Clev could end up being, you know, a really good piece for them. And again, if 
stuff hits the fan and they're not performing well, but Clev is, then he's an obvious trade candidate uh, at the deadline. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think it's fine. It's less than $10 million guaranteed. It's fine. It's just, a, listen, I watched Clevenger pitch some great games in Cleveland. Really did. But it has been a total loss ever since he got traded to San Diego. All over the place. And then when he had to pitch it, when he had to pitch big for the Padres, didn't they have a 3 nothing lead in the game he pitched and he didn't even record an out in the playoffs? They're hoping for a different uh, a Clev there. I have a question for you, though, because we kind of got yes. brought up yesterday on, on Talking Baseball. You know, does Clev lean into the sunshine character on the south side or does he go like garth brooks alter ego and go black hair like punk rocker like what are we doing here how about pitch and be healthy let's stop with the shtick for you know i love personality and everything you can't not get an out in the playoffs listen everyone likes personality when the guy that has the big personality is performing well and everyone hates personality when the guy that has personality is performing poorly that's just how it goes man yeah, the only thing that people remember about Mike Clevenger in Chicago is that it was he and Plesak who went out during the COVID restrictions, and Plesak ended up getting sent home, and Clevenger didn't. So that's all anybody remembers. I don't condone that behavior, but damn, I love going out in Chicago. It's nice. <laughs> yeah, we, you and me both, man. We've had some long nights there, no question. Hey, today's edition of Baseball Today is sponsored by Better Help Therapy Online. Uh, you've heard me talk an awful lot about therapy. I'm a big believer in it. I've been in and out of therapy ever since I was a little kid. It wasn't a specific incident that caused it. Uh, my parents always felt like talking through whatever issues you're having in life, because as great as life might be going for you, there's always some sort of roadblock you have to maneuver through. And so uh, therapy has always been a big part uh, of my personal life. And now, thanks to BetterHelp Therapy Online, uh, it has never been easier for you to attain that help. Uh, also, when people raise their hand and say, I need help, I think probably 15, 20 years ago, people would have said, boy, what's going on with you? You know, that there's a weakness. Well, today, that that stigma is gone, thankfully. We have really turned the corner on that. So if you are having an issue, whether it's in a relationship or something with work or you're just having trouble getting motivated, uh, a place like BetterHelp Therapy is the place to be. Um, they will set up a meeting for you. You will meet with a therapist. These are vetted therapists that are available 100% online, and you'll get matched up. If things don't work out, if you're not clicking, no big deal. You give a wave. You say, all right, we're on to the next therapist, and hopefully that matchup will work for you. Now, whether or not you've been in therapy personally, um, take that step. If you're having issues, and it certainly happens around the holidays a lot, because as happy and as joyous a time it is for some, it can be a very lonely place for others. So this is the time for you to go seek help. Go also save 10% on your first month at betterhelp.com slash baseball today. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash baseball today. We are rooting for you, and we want to help you out as well. Uh, we return back to the show and the reason I am donning a very unfamiliar Detroit Tigers cap is because Miguel Cabrera came out yesterday and announced that 2023 will be his final season. Now, Plufy, how confident are you that the future Hall of Famer will give us the sort of excitement that Albert Pujols did in his final spin around the baseball globe? 
uh, I'm not confident in that at all because you're talking about Pujols and the run that he went on, you know, to reach his homer platform or plateau, excuse me, on a really good St. Louis Cardinals team that jumped the Brewers and made the playoffs. It's a different scenario here. You know, Miggy, I love Miggy. You know that. I think he's my favorite right-handed bat that I've ever played against. He, his swing is stud. Him and Mike Trout swing. It, they're the swings that are studied more than anyone's swing in all of baseball. All the hitting coaches look to them to show people how to hit. Uh, and again, I don't know if you know this, Chris, I used to play and I got to see this dude up close and personal. So I know just how special he is as a player, but the Tigers just aren't going to go on this type of run. I, I, I hope they prove me wrong. They lost 96 games last year. And I don't know if they're going to get much better during the off season. We'll see. Uh, I think they'll be a little bit better than that, but I think what people need to do with this last year is really just appreciate watching Miggy in the box, watching him work at bats, watching him with runners in scoring position, runner on third base, less than two outs in those situations, the type of hitter that he is. Um, he's one of the best right-handed hitters of all time, 500 homers, 3000 hits, surefire hall of famer. Uh, just kind of just go watch him. Cause it's going to be our last time to see him. And again, his mechanics are the purest, you know, in baseball. So last year, um, I personally thought there was no way Albert Pujols was going to reach 700 homers, but something happened to him. And actually, I just interviewed new Marlins skipper and former Pujols teammate and Cardinals bench coach of a season ago, Skip Schumacher. That interview is going to come out probably next week. And we had a long discussion about Albert Pujols. And he gave us some fascinating stuff that we didn't know um, about Albert possibly not continuing throughout the entire season. Um, I bring that up because there's no milestones for Miggy to reach at this point. You know, he's already done the 500 homer, 3,000 hit thing. And that was awesome we both agree that barring some monumental moves by the Tigers, they're going to be pretty much the same team that we saw a year ago. And it's going to be whether or not some of this young pitching can grow up in front of our eyes. And some of the veterans that they brought in don't stink. So as far as that excitement, it's not going to be there. So what we have to do is appreciate what the guy has accomplished in years past. And um, I remember last year, Manny Machado came out and said, why aren't we, like bidding adieu to Albert Pujols the way that people were like Chipper Jones. I was like, yeah, you're right. Because Albert Pujols was five times the player that Chipper Jones was, and Chipper Jones was a easy Hall of Famer. They should be doing the same thing for Miguel Cabrera, in part because he has since, over the last 10 years, has there been a guy who's interacted with fans more than Miggy? Anybody? No, he's great over there. I mean, he's... He's like the guy on the other team that you want to hate, but he's just so fun to watch. And like you said, like out there, he, he plays the game with joy. Like, you know, and, and I think that uh, resonates with a lot of people, resonates with me at least. Yeah. So I think that's what we should take from it. We should enjoy it when he comes to your park for the last time. Uh, and now with the new schedule, he'll get to say goodbye to even more fans around the country, which I think is awesome. Um. I want to see him on the mound. Yes, sir. Any chance, any chance we see him move to a contender? Like, say he gets off to a good start. Do you no. think the Tigers will let him do that? Mm -mm. I, first of all, I don't see it. I mean, 
Last year, he was off to a great start for him. And did you see his numbers at the end when he was done yeah. playing his 112 games? Five homers, OPS. I'm saying the, the same thing with 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 uh, Pujols, though. You know, he had I know. put together some crazy season. Then he, I know. he found some joy because they were winning. It's a different atmosphere, stuff like that. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to put a zero percent chance on that happening, Chris. No, not zero because he's going to go out and play next year. But it's not higher than five percent. Okay. That's not to be mean. Just saying, dude's turning forty next year. And we haven't seen one inkling of it. We did with Pujols when he went to the Dodgers. Would he waive his no trade clause? Do you think if the hey man, we got the uh, the Yankees are hot right now and they need a right. right-handed DH? Do you think he'd waive it? I think he would. I think he would for the last two months of a run. Don't you? Interesting. I I don't know, man. Like he's done. Like he said, this is it. And then. So part of me says, hey, he just wants to run it out and, and be comfortable. But then at the same time, he's done. And it'd be nice for him to get another shot at like real baseball, like meaningful baseball. Yeah. And by the way, when I said the thing about Chipper Jones, that's not a shot at Chipper Jones. Albert Pujols is one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Chipper Jones is a legendary player as well. But I mean, yeah, you said five about, times, though, maybe just like one and a half times or something. Maybe one and a half. You're right. I overestimated on the five times. So there you go. Better Five times better than me. Yes. Maybe 10 times. Oh, yeah. Well, 10 times better than you. Probably. Yeah. Probably more. Well, yeah. You hit 106 homers. He hit 700. 11 times. Just better. Stop, bro. 12 just times. Fucking... Should we move on? What's he doing on a blitzball field? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Has he played with Vinny Rotino? I think not. <laughs> Probably. MLB.com's Juan Toribio reports that the Dodgers are interested in Milwaukee shortstop Willie Adamas. Is that a better move for the Dodgers at short rather than go getting a high-priced free agent or bringing back Trey Turner, who would be high-priced as well, to maybe try and make a trade and pry away Adamas from a place like Milwaukee? Um. I like the move. I mean, I would love Willie Adamas, you know, seeing him with the Dodgers. I'd also kind of hate it because I have an affinity for the Brew Crew and they really disappointed me last year. And if they did this, then we're talking like Hunter Renfro gone, Josh Hader gone, Willie Adamas gone. Like, what are we doing here? Like, what's going on? Youth yeah. movement completely over there. So I don't want to see it happen. Uh, this is what I'm going to say. This is like, it's just posturing by both sides here. And, and rumor season is in, in full force. And I think we have to like kind of understand what's going on. This is like a bad relationship uh, in the movies. I was watching White Lotus season two. Okay, there's a scene there where it's like these this guy and this girl. They're at the bar, but they're trying to like make each other uh, jealous. So they're kissing, and then he's kissing, and she's kissing. They're looking at each other. That's what's going on here. The Dodgers are like, hey, we don't have to go get one of these free agent shortstops. We can go do this. And then on the other side, all the free agent shortstops are like, oh, I'm going to talk to this team and that team and this team. Everyone's just trying to make each other jealous. Just relax, people, and do all this behind closed doors. I don't want to sit here and talk about rumor season. Of course, yes, I'd do. like to see Willie Adamas in freaking Dodger Blue. It'd be amazing. Don't tell Milwaukee fans that, though. They would hate that. I don't know, man. I just, the whole, like, back and forth rumor season, John Heyman, fucking baseball today. All those guys, you need to just chill out. Yeah, we come up with a lot of the rumors. That's true. We break all the news here. You know what I mean, though? Today. It's like, come on. Well, uh, I would Showing say this. Showing interest that, in? 
Well, this one intrigued me because it does make a little bit of sense if Milwaukee is in the sell mode. And, man, that would be rough for for Brewers fans because you and I, we both like the Brewers. You know, they've been fun the last few years, and last year they just they did a salary dump, and then they took a dump over the last two months, and it wasn't pretty. Uh, with Adamas, it does make sense. He's still only 27, I believe. Um, he has two years of control. The Dodgers have some guys that are coming up that they're going to have to pay, right? I mean, I imagine they want to pay Will Smith, keep him around. I imagine they want to keep Julio Urias around at some point. So those contracts, even though they're not up, it, you know, it's stuff that you got to start thinking about in terms of the world of extensions. Um, they also could go the free agent route, but that's, I think it's tricky. I think if they don't bring back Trey Turner, I would pass on the rest of them. He's the guy you know the best. And, you know, he was great out here. He was ideal. He was perfect. But if you're not, Willie Adamas ain't bad. Power hitter. His average dipped a little bit last year. I didn't love that. We know he's not a huge walk guy, but plays solid defense. And by the way, I think the fans in L.A. would love him, love just, his personality. I was just going to say the guy would be an absolute star, and I will, and you and I would benefit from that because he's a buddy of mine. We just go ride his coattails, baby. Yeah, why not? I, mean, I, I yeah, just that's, what, that's really what it's all about. That's really what it's all about. No, you know. Hey, by the way, thumbs up or thumbs down on White Lotus? We, my, Michelle and I were just talking about it last night. Should we start it? Oh yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's okay. it's a good watch, especially for couples. I think that's kind of whenever you run into a show that you and your spouse can watch together. I'm all about it. Yeah. Okay. Good. I want to say one good. thing. Yes. And now I'm kind of forgetting. Oh yeah, Willie Thomas. I think he's a player that likes playing meaningful baseball. And, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers kind of, like you said, took a dump at the end of the season, put him on the Dodgers in that lineup. I know people hate on us because we're always like, he should go to the Dodgers. He should do this. But, like, you put him in a lineup like that, I think those mm -hmm. numbers go. Well, we can only deal with the reports that are given us. So Juan gave us that report, and that's what we went with. Before we get out of here, uh, Giancarlo Stanton, if you follow him on Instagram, you noticed that he has taken an amazing trip over to Egypt with a bunch of his boys, one of whom I know. And um, the pictures are unreal. If you had G's cash flow, where's the one place you would love to go for like a month? Can you imagine being John Carlos Stan? Seriously. Mm -hmm. I know you can't even fathom that, Chris. No. That no I just want to borrow his body for like 24 hours so I could walk around everywhere with my shirt off. Shout out to him for being in the motherland. Obviously, you know, I'm very partial to Egypt because I have my Egyptian goddess. My kids are Egyptian. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a trek over there eventually. Um, so shout out there. If I did have his dough, you know, I got a little bit of dough. I don't have John Carlos Stanton dough. There's no doubt about that. I would go to the French countryside. That's I want to go mm -hmm. visit my people out there and have some nice wine, eat some good food, enjoy that beautiful, lush, countryside there in my homeland what about you chris i like that um by the way would you go by pluffet over there like we called you during floorball of course i would yeah of course you would yeah of course um i've always heard amazing things about like monte carlo mm. interesting uh although i've never been to like beautiful like i've never been to tuscany I think I'd love to go to Tuscany. You the should only go to, thing is, yeah, go to wine country I, in Italy. You would just fall in love. I know, but I, could, I don't know if I could do it for a month. I think I would, I think my brain would 
get bored. I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd find yourself really, really? loving life over there. Yeah. Okay. All right. You know what? Leave a comment in the um, in the comment section on our YouTube channel. Let us know where we should go for a month if funds were G limited. That's what we like to say. What a life, bro. Dude. He's a valley he boy. Yeah, I mean, but good for him. He loves to travel. And um, it's nice that he takes care of his boys too. Is he with Ramos in, in Alaska? That's that's his crew. Is he has he have a new crew now? No, no, no. I think it's his high school buddies. Like the guy I know that's on the trip was one of his high school football teammates. Interesting. Yeah, he's a trainer out here. And when I used to go to a gym, I I'd see him. So there you go. Uh, we're back at it again. I think on Thursday is what we'll do. We'll get you all set for the winter meetings, which are fast approaching next week in San Diego. We will certainly have some John Boy media representation. We'll unveil that coming up later in the week as well. Uh, for the one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rourke, and Trevor Plouffe, I am Chris Rose. We will see you next time here on Baseball Today.